Welcome to the Transformational Travel Podcast, bringing you inspiring stories of life-changing travel experiences from around the world. Now, here's your host, Transformational Retreat Leader, Ann Gordon. Welcome to another episode of Transformational Travel, and I am your host, Ann Gordon. And today we have a very special friend of mine, someone who I've known for a couple of years, and we've been in a program together. She was one of the coaches. She's an amazing person. Welcome, Stasha Washburn. Yay! Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled and I'm excited to hear your stories because you've been a digital nomad for a while now. So let's, let me take just a moment and share with everybody a little bit about you so they can know and love you as much as I do. So Stasha is the period coach, the bloody kind, not the grammar kind. She is quite the rebel. That's my put in input <laughs> in there. She is a dancer, a chef, sword fighter, Tai Chi practicing speaker, author, skateboarder. And you have these initials, INTJ. What does that mean? It's my Myers-Briggs. Okay, nice, yeah. nice. <laughs> I took that a while back. That was That's very revealing. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. So she is also foul-mouthed, football-loving, digital nomad, Basically, pinning her down is nearly impossible because when when we first connected, I was like, okay, so where are you now? Because she's always moving. She will go anywhere as long as there is a tea kettle and Wi-Fi. I love those priorities. True story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She is a certified holistic health coach and has 20 plus years of research have refueled her passion to reconnect women to the power in their period. Stasha is leading the bloody revolution to end the taboo of menstruation worldwide. No longer whispers in the bathrooms. She leads powerful public discussions. So I'm thrilled to have you here. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. I love talking travel. (laughs) Yes, travel is amazing. And you and I have connected on this a number of times over Mm -hmm. the years, right? So let's just dive in. And you have, like, you've been this digital nomad. I mean, was it last year you went, how long were you traveling? Oh, yeah, I was six months overseas. Mm -hmm. And then I came back to the States and did a month of travel on the road in the States before I went to my friends and crashed with her for a few months (laughs) and had just like a one place for a little while. But even at that, I I took off, I think every month and went somewhere. So yeah, that is Not so sitting still. No, I, I know the feeling. I was just commenting to my roommate yesterday. It's like, I'm getting like stir crazy. I'm used to traveling somewhere, like at least every couple of months going somewhere. And I love that you're doing it. And you even sometimes take your kitty with you too, which is very cool. Yeah, she didn't have a choice this year. We uh, <laughs> we had a big upheaval and had to um, move the storage unit. And uh, my friend in Los Angeles, who would take care of the kitty while I was gone, who, to be fair, found her in the first place. Mm-hmm. So she was her original mama anyway. 
Okay. Um, so she kept her and, and her cat had passed. So she really enjoyed mm. having my little nugget there to yes. sort of cuddle with. So it was a very good arrangement for all of us involved, but, um, yeah, she sold her place and moved. So then okay. the storage unit I had in LA had real no reason to be in LA anymore. Right. So we moved the storage unit and then traveled across the country and yeah, Nugget had to come for the whole ride. So wow, <laughs> she got to be a nomad kitty. <laughs> Whether she, you she wanted to or not, she did not. <laughs> yeah, most cats are not into traveling, and Nugget is here with us today. So if we hear any meowing, that is her yep. little input to the podcast today. That's right. <laughs> she had things to say. Yes, yes, I love that. I love that. And I, when I used to train animals for movies, I would train my cats and start them very young to travel, so they mm-hmm. weren't freaked out by yeah. it, as so many kitties are. So let's dive in to your travels. Yay. So I know you have so many, but you've had some really powerful moments, Mm -hmm. right? So I'd love to have you share about those. Yeah, I, um, I started traveling like as a kid. I mean, Mm -hmm. we drove to visit family that's all over the country every Mm -hmm. year in fact, I uh, wasn't supposed to graduate from kindergarten because I wasn't in school the requisite number of days for the school to get paid. So they wanted to hold me back and or expel me or whatever. And my dad was like, no, she's ahead of the class. That's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So fortunately, I graduated elementary. <laughs> okay. but, um, but yeah, we traveled all the time. And then and we didn't have a lot of money. And I thank my parents to this day. They saved money for years to send me on one of those like high school trips mm-hmm. overseas. So I got to go to England. I got to go to Paris, France. And then we got to go to a bunch of different places in Italy. And the very first time I really remember having one of those like, wow, moments was in Capri it was a cold gray rainy day and I was just looking over the railing and it was just this, I was like, I felt like I was on the edge of the world and it just was like, wow, what? I I can't believe I'm this far and they've done this much. And it was just very exciting and very like, it was just very intense moment. Mm -hmm. And then um, years later I was in Israel I had spent a week camping on the Dead Sea with Mm. a friend that honestly had just drove by the place I was staying and said, I'm going to go camp for a week on the Dead Sea. You want to come? And I was like, sure. So (laughs) off we went. Turns out I found out he doesn't like to drive. So Mm. he was asking if he wanted someone else to do the driving while we were gone. (laughs) But it worked out great for me. Um, and we were standing on the top of a, a cliff at the end after that week, and you could see the whole Dead Sea in front of you. Mm. And I just had the exact same feeling of just mm. overwhelming gratitude, really, mm-hmm. is what it felt like. It's just that. And I'm really glad that there was actually someone there that time because he asked me, well, how do you feel right now? Mm-hmm. And it really stopped me to think about it. And I realized, oh, I have that feeling of I'm standing on the edge of the world Mm -hmm. in a whole different land. I got here and this time I had truly gotten there on my own and Mm -hmm. I hadn't really done it by myself and I was living by myself and 
I just was very much like, I just really felt like, wow, I really, I got to the other side of the planet. I just mm-hmm. did it, just went and did it. And look, I just spent a week camping on the Dead Sea, rolling in mud and enjoying the salt <laughs> springs and the waters. And wow, like I could really do anything if I just mm-hmm. want to do it. Yeah. You know, and that really cemented it for me. And then um, two, two, last year, last year, God, this year feels like five years. Right. Uh, <laughs> last year, mm-hmm. the exact same thing. I was, mm. uh, I was standing on the edge of this rocky beach in Australia at the very bottom of Western Australia mm-hmm. where there's like nobody. Right. You, know, you have to have a four wheel drive car to even get to this place. And it was just that same, like that same feeling hit me like, oh my God, I'm truly on the other side of the planet. Mm-hmm. Like as far, like Antarctica is the only place I can go <laughs> yes. from here. And it was just that same incredible, like, wow, I really can do anything I want to do. If I just go, this is what I want to do. Let's get it done. Mm-hmm. And just that overwhelming sense of gratitude for being able to experience and be and see these places and, and not just as like a tourist, but really. <laughs> Really go see these places and live in these spots and enjoy and understand and you know wake up in the morning to kangaroos eating out of the front yard mm-hmm. or whatever but it was just right. like so immersive and it just felt so big and monumental but mm-hmm. also so affirming yes yeah I love that and I think it's really important to to note how empowering those moments were for you at each time. And it gives you this perspective that we never get in our everyday lives. Because in our everyday lives, we're just going through life one step at a time, you know, paying our bills and doing what we do. And we never stop and look. And when we're literally, like you say, on a cliff in Israel, or on this amazing beach at the southwest end of Australia, completely far away from our normal home, and sometimes way out of our comfort zone, that we stop, we take count, we look back at our lives. And we also, what I also heard and what you said is that you are acknowledging what it took to get there. And I think that's something that we rarely do in our lives is we're looking at the next thing. As soon as we finish one thing, we go to the next, to the next, right? But when we travel and we look at back at what it took to get us there, that is huge. That was really a lesson I learned. Um, Actually, when I was living in Israel, Mm -hmm. I made friends with these people who were art. I was living in an artist village and Mm -hmm. they were creating a playground and they're all artists. So there's these beautiful sculptures that are also functional for the kids. Mm -hmm. It was very beautiful, but it took them a year to Mm -hmm. do. It was hard work, intense labor. You know, they, it was just craziness. And then two of them said, we're going to go to Egypt and spend a week or a month, excuse me, a month Mm -hmm. in a hut on the Red Sea doing nothing. Wow. And I was just flummoxed by mm-hmm. this even being a possibility yes. or something that people would do. Like it <laughs> it was in my 20s, early mid 20s. Mm-hmm. You know, as an American living in New York City oh, where gosh. you just go go go. Yes. If you're on time, you're late. Right. I mean, 
the idea of taking a whole month to celebrate a year of, of hard work, mm-hmm. doing absolutely nothing but living mm-hmm. and truly huts yes. on the sea, like wow. on the beach, mm-hmm. mosquito net, mattress on the floor, just hammock on the front porch. Yeah. And that was like it. And it wow. was a month completely unplugged, a month completely away from everything and anybody. And we had like the Bedouin tribes that would come in and play um, backgammon and, Mm. you know, you'd play for pots of tea. And (laughs) there was a couple of guys who ran a restaurant and they would, we, we took a big queen size air mattress out there, which I didn't know why, but then I found out when we got there was to go out onto the sea Mm. and fish snorkel right. from mm-hmm. and they would bring calamari from the restaurant to use as fish bait <laughs> <laughs> it was just a month of living mm-hmm. like that and that was that first time that it really occurred to me that you could actually celebrate or mm-hmm. rest yes. or relax after yes. a mission or activity something accomplished well done mm-hmm. uh, it was really my like you know kind of first exposure to you know that we had vacations as a kid but mm-hmm that wasn't like a celebration of something or, you know, it was just like, we get two weeks off. Let's go, you know, visit our family in Florida or California or whatever. So yes. Yeah. It was really an impactful month of doing absolutely nothing, Mm -hmm. but like really opened my eyes in a huge way to, and it doesn't have to be a big expensive thing. Like this was dirt cheap. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it was exactly what was needed after all of that intense work. And I just thought, oh my God, you can really do exactly what it is you need. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be expensive or flashy or buying something. It can just be a month of rest. Yes. Wow. I love that. that. Blowing. It, yeah. It's, it's such a brilliant idea. And especially as Americans, as you and I are, we are so used to the doing, 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 and the whole yes. emphasis is on work and work and being productive that there are many other cultures in the world. And when you travel, you experience this <laughs> and you see it and you're like, and, and it reminds me when I lived and married into the Embera tribe in Panama, They had no electricity, no internet, no cell signal, and they would work with their last priority. It's done when it's, when you're hungry, you go fishing and you catch your fish and you're done working. Right. And I would take tourists out there and sometimes we'd go on overnight tours. And after we do all the formal presentations on the culture and history and get them set up in their little hut. And they, many times they'd turn to me and say, well, well, what is there to do? And I would say, that's the beauty of this experience. This is about being. There's nothing Mm. you have to do at all. You can swim in the river, you can lay in the hammock and watch the village life. And some people, especially the the younger, you know, 20 somethings would look at me like, there's there's nothing to do? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah, so that is brilliant. And I I think it would be really cool listening to you talk about, about a month of just being mm-hmm. that if that if we can inspire some people to I'm not saying go go live in the desert on the Dead Sea for a month. You can do that. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> or live in the jungles of Panama. That's also amazing. However, <laughs> If you just schedule, say you've got a big work project or something you're mm-hmm. working on, 
or you're in school or whatever you've got going on, schedule when you are done, schedule time to be, whether it is a weekend or you just leave your house and get a hotel room by yourself. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, this year when I did an enormous launch, I scheduled Mm -hmm. it so that I would have a week before the launch. Mm. So I actually scheduled it right after my birthday mm-hmm. and I took the week of my birthday off right. and I had everything done before that week mm-hmm. so I could truly take the week off, enjoy my birthday, have fun. I booked a room at one of my favorite places, just had a blast for a week and I came in refreshed and ready to do this enormous launch that I knew was going to take a couple of months and, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that. And, but I took that time before I even did it just to like regroup and refresh and reset. And there's a lot of work before you really go live with those things. Mm -hmm. And I just, I really wanted that break in the middle nice, so that I could, you know, do all that prep work and get everything ready to go. And then took a week to myself and then boom, there we are out in the world getting all of the stuff done. And as an introvert, I really needed that week to myself before right. I started talking to the entire world, <laughs> which is what it felt like for two months straight. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it was good and I needed it. And then mm-hmm. at the end of all of it, I scheduled the dates for everything to start with another week. So mm-hmm. I took another week break. Right. Where, you know, I just checked in on the group and made sure people were finding things, but I didn't have mm-hmm. any calls. I didn't have anything scheduled. And I took another week and just whoo, relaxed yeah. before we jumped into the program and really started the content and everything. Beautiful. I love that. That's really powerful. And, and I remember seeing the pictures of where you went. It was, it was such a beautiful place. It was so great. Yeah, it was so yummy. And, but I think that's brilliant because you know, as an entrepreneur, we have, we're constantly going, I mean, we can, there is no end of the work day. You work until you are exhausted and then, okay, (laughs) now I think I'll eat and go to bed, right? (laughs) Or I'll eat, work some more and then go to bed. So planning time. And that is brilliant because for those of you who don't know, when you're launching, you are promoting your upcoming program or project or book or what have you out into the world and it is full on and there's a ton of material to prepare ahead of time. So it is exhausting. And I'll tell you the opposite end of that story. And that is, I launched, remember when I launched my first Dream Retreat Success program, yes. right? couple years ago. And it was all new material. It was my first big program launch. And I was full on and literally doing stuff up until like the day before it had to be released, you know, up to 11, 1130, finishing it up and it's going out 7am the next morning. And I finished my launch and then I had a retreat I had to lead. And I went and I remember packing to go lead this retreat in Hawaii. And I felt this little twinge of a, of a sore throat coming on and a tiny, slight little fever. And I got to Hawaii and I ended up spending my entire retreat that I'm leading in bed with 101 temperature and acute bronchitis. 
I remember that. Remember that? It was awful. Thank God I had a co-leader who I'd have everything planned out and she could just execute everything that was ready to go. But she, but it was, had I not, had I done what you had done, I would not have gotten sick because I pushed myself mm -hmm. so hard that the minute I shifted gears, my body said, oh, she needs a rest. We're going to make her rest. So don't do what I did. Do what, <laughs> follow Stasha's example. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I, I've been there and done that too. And, and mm -hmm. honestly, like that's where the whole period coaching business even mm -hmm. really blossomed was acknowledging that I need time and space. Yes. And I just, if I, don't give that to myself. I might as well just have a job with freaking health insurance. Why am right. I doing this? Why right. don't I just do a nine to five that I can get up, go do and come yes. home and go to bed and I have to think about it. Exactly. So it, it was really, that was what was happening. I was pushing mm -hmm. myself. I was finding myself like I have endometriosis. So I was finding that mm. even though I had reduced the symptoms drastically through food choices, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that I was starting to burn out and all of my symptoms were coming back just as bad as they were before. And, it, mm. and I, you know, I gave up caffeine and gluten and sugar and dairy. I mean, I was like, there's nothing else I can give up right. food wise. Right. Like this has to be. Mm -hmm. So that's what made me realize, oh, I have to start planning my business with my cycle in mm -hmm. mind. Yep. And I need to be able to give myself a week, a month where I don't have to push. I don't yes. have to be working with clients. I don't have to be running webinars where I can actually use the skills that I'm good at during that time, mm -hmm. but in bed. Yeah. So I can just take care of the endometriosis properly mm -hmm. and I can still move my business forward, but without causing all of the issues. And then learning how to do that, discovering how to do that, experimenting with my clients on how to do that too, mm -hmm. which turned out to work so well for them, nice. just really solidified that bigger scale of, okay, so we're going to do that on a monthly basis, but we're also going to look at that at the year level. So mm -hmm. when we are doing a big launch, how are we breaking it up so that there's rest in between the phases? How are we, you know, so, and that's where the travel comes in because that's when I get to go, okay, I'm going to take a week and go here, or mm -hmm. I'm going to take a week and go there. Or we have another thing. Um, we have to, my partner's daughter is in a different state. So we have to do like a monthly pilgrimage and we have to mm -hmm. drive because COVID. Yep. So we're trying to figure out things that we can do to make it fun. So mm -hmm. it's not a chore. Yep. And so we found these outdoor hot springs mm. that's like a day away. That's yep. sort of on the way in between a little mm -hmm. bit out of the way, but not too bad. And I was like, okay, well, this is going to be right before my period a day soaking in hot mineral water is going to be good for my endometriosis. It's yep. going to be good for my soul. It's going to be yes. good for my emotional health yes. and my mental health. Yes, We're taking two nights and we're booking here and then we'll come, mm. you know, and then we'll come back and, and that way we don't have to interact with other people and we can stay mm -hmm. safe and healthy and we can still take care of ourselves yes. as we go. So yeah, we're just trying to figure out ways that we can still, you know, live and enjoy mm -hmm. ourselves in these crazy times um and still honor what we need and right, space right. and all that yeah so i love that you talk about what you do and, and of course i'm sure many people say this that when i first met you i had no idea what a period coach was <laughs> and you probably get that a lot yep <laughs> <laughs> but i love that you are using your body's natural rhythm 
to work with, to schedule your life, to schedule your, your, your work and everything. And it's, I think it's really powerful because one thing I've noticed is so many people, like for me, I notice how, cause nature is really important to me yeah. and being out in nature and breathing the air and getting our feet on the earth. And how many people can you think of that put on their shoes, walk on the sidewalk, the driveway in their car, and then into the asphalt of the parking lot, to the cement, to the building. Mm-hmm. And they can go weeks or months without actually ever touching the earth. And that's not natural. That's not how we're intended. And you're doing the same thing in a different way as far as we're recon- you're reconnecting women to their natural way mm-hmm. of being in life that we have become so disconnected. Mm-hmm. And using that time of rest that the body says it's time to rest and then adding in the ingredient of travel during that time and making it be a restful, mm-hmm. um, gosh, the word floated in and out, but restful, but introspective time. Yeah. It's nourishing. Yeah. That's a perfect word. You know, it's nourishing for my spirit for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's nourishing for my body. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I mean, even when I was in Los Angeles, I would plan shortly before my cycle, a full day at the Korean spa Mm -hmm. to be in salt water, to be in a mugwort tea bath, Mm -hmm. to be in a clay room and a salt room and, you know, just to really, to be super nourishing and, and spend that time with myself. And then you know, and that's the thing. It's, I see all, almost every woman that I know beating themselves up for not mm-hmm. being able to achieve what they could sh- achieve yesterday. Right. Well, yeah, yesterday you were ovulating. Your estrogen right. was really high. Your testosterone was really high. Mm-hmm. All of your energy giving, you probably only needed five, six hours of sleep that night. Mm-hmm. But Two weeks from now, you're going to need eight, nine hours of sleep from now. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have any of those boistering hormones in it. It's just basically taking a 24-hour day and making it a 28-day month. Right. You're just expanding it. So, And I've noticed this with women all around the world. Every, mm-hmm. every woman I know has the capacity to go, oh, I don't have to do this on a day-to-day, hour-by-hour schedule. I can do this on a month schedule. Mm-hmm. And the freedom and the relief. I mean, I've wow. seen women burst out into tears once they make that realization. Mm. Wow. It's. I mean, I know it saved lives because I have testimonials in my folder telling me I've saved lives. Mm. It saved relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, it saved businesses. Right. And it's, and it's just changing the perspective. It's not like you're not working. It's not like you're not getting things done. It's not like mm-hmm. you're enjoying life. You still get your lifestyle and your enjoyment and right. everything still gets done. Yep. It's just a perspective shift. And it's, yes. it's so hard, but it's so easy at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, we're all prepared. The society, you know, puts pressure on us to work, 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 work. But I, there's such wisdom in slowing down to speed up that when mm-hmm. we take those breaks, when we, and, and shift our perspective by going someplace else, mm-hmm. that we become even more productive in the times that we've yes. scheduled to work. Yes. 
Yeah. Well, you know, it really reminds me of, um, I was traveling internationally and the airline thought I was, I don't know, a terrorist or something because <laughs> you, <laughs> I was by myself uh-huh. traveling internationally. Yeah. And I was in line to get my boarding pass, you know, this is before Mm -hmm. electronic boarding passes. So (laughs) I'm in line to pick up my boarding pass and I got pulled out of line. And a couple of women from the uh, airline pulled me aside and said, where are you going and who are you staying with and what are you doing? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm going here, I'm doing this. And they Mm -hmm. were just like, but why do you only have one bag? Mm -hmm. So, well, cause I'm, I mean, I'm going to a a place. I like, I'm, I'm, I've got to have a house. Like Mm -hmm. I'll have friends like I'm yeah. I'm going to be around artists so I'm going to buy some clothes and I'll have a laundry there mm-hmm. and why would I have luggage when I can just take a backpack right and they they just couldn't hear it couldn't believe it and mm-hmm. I finally found out women don't travel alone that's just not mm-hmm. done mm-hmm. and while it was the easiest thing in the world to go I'm going to go here and I'm going to just buy this ticket and hop on a plane and head out right it also was the hardest thing in the world because no one could fathom that as a concept mm-hmm. but I will tell you the benefits of being suspected of traveling while a woman yes um, <laughs> Was that I didn't have to wait into a single line because they were just so flabbergasted by mm-hmm. a, a woman traveling by herself wow. that they escorted me to every window. I didn't have to wait in a single line. I got a <laughs> private room to wait in. I mean, while they searched my luggage, but right. to me, it was just a private room to wait in at the airport. <laughs> nice. And then they escorted me onto the plane first. Wow. And they wouldn't even let me carry my own bag. So honestly, it was like VIP service. (laughs) Aside from the bag search part. (laughs) Right. Aside from the suspicion. That's so You know, that and a a light strip search. I had to get down to my skivvies. Oh, gosh. um, To prove that I wasn't, you know, armed with anything, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But aside from that little bit of um, (laughs) strip search, it was great. And I'd recommend it again. (laughs) I love that attitude. I love it. And we're going to take a short break to hear from our sponsor. And we will be right back with Stasha's stories. This episode of Transformational Travel is brought to you by Whale and Dolphin Wisdom Retreats. Immerse yourself in the healing energies and connect eye-to-eye, heart-to-heart with wild dolphins and whales in Hawaii, Bimini, Mexico, Panama, French Polynesia, and more. Begin your journey at whalewisdomretreats.com. Welcome back. We're having a ton of fun with my friend Stasha today, and we've been hearing amazing stories, but I want to talk a little bit more about being a digital nomad. Because you've done that a lot and you've just packed your your laptop and off you go and you don't miss a beat in your work, even when you spend several months in Australia and Bali, when it's like a whole nother time zone, a whole nother day from most of your clients. Mm-hmm. So if you could give us some pointers on people, I mean, it sounds romantic and fun, but Share with us some of the realities and logistics, because I know you really planned your trip well out. I did. I did. So the first thing I did was my clients, to this day, are told, 
It's a rolling day 30 calendar. You can't book more than 30 days in advance. No, you can't have Thursdays at noon for the rest of your life. That's just not a possibility. (laughs) So if that's not okay with you, I'm not the coach for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So my clients know that there's going to be some adjustments Mm -hmm. sometimes as things change. Um, I also warn them well in advance, you know, this week is going to be blocked out because I'm going to be, you know, traveling Mm -hmm. for two days and I'm going to need a couple days of recovery. So um, make sure you, you know, and I email, I, I tell people book early, yep. book often, yep. <laughs> you know, get in there first so you can get a time that works for mm-hmm. you. Um, but I'm very communicative about where I'm traveling to what's happening and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So first off, there's never surprises and everybody yes. knows what's going on. Um, and then I always give myself at least two days when I get there mm-hmm. before I, open up the calendar again. So right. jet lag, finding the grocery store, mm-hmm. whatever I need to do just to orient myself where I'm going and have a couple of days of just rest after yes. that. Cause Smart. otherwise you do end up like sick and miserable yes. and blah. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I'll even do like half day blocks so people can only book in the afternoon. So it gives mm-hmm. me, you know, the mornings if I'm feeling particularly jet laggy and groggy or whatever. So it kind of mm-hmm. depends on what direction I'm going in, but yep. I might block out the mornings or the afternoons for a couple of days or a week just mm-hmm. to help with the jet lag. So my right. poor clients don't have to suffer <laughs> from my right. Yes. Um, and, and then you, I know I just have to make it really clear, like, this is what's coming and this is what's happening. And then Mm -hmm. this is the time zones that we're working in. And then sometimes I do have to have like a morning session and an afternoon session so that, you know, like the European time zones have Mm -hmm. times that they'll be awake and then the Australian time zones and then the American time zone. So sometimes it takes a little bit of finagling Mm -hmm. that openness on it, but otherwise I travel as light as I humanly can. Mm -hmm. I mean, that time I was gone um, for Australia, I went to all over Australia. I was never Mm -hmm. in one place for more than six days. Wow. Most of the time I was in a place for two to three days. Mm -hmm. So like I have a speaking gig somewhere, I would do that. And then I might spend a couple days at another friend's. So like when I went to Melbourne, I flew in, I stayed with a friend for two nights mm-hmm. by the airport, and then I went to the hotel that I was speaking at, spent three, four days there for the retreat, because one of the perks of speaking at retreats is you also get to go to the retreat. Right, yes. <laughs> so, enjoyed my retreat, mm-hmm. and then I went... Um, like a couple, an hour or two outside the city and went to another friends who loved more in the country and spent a couple of days there. So I really got to see things and tour around and, mm-hmm. and experience different things. So I didn't want to have a ton of luggage. So I had right. a suitcase that technically meets the carry-on mm-hmm. standards um, but I did check it cause I didn't want to have to deal with it for all yep. of that, but I, you know, small suitcase really. Mm-hmm. And then my backpack and a purse. Cause that was my two carry ons was my backpack sure. and my, and then I had a purse that's big enough that my laptop slips in it mm-hmm. and I bring my iPad and I have it jam packed full of digital puzzles <laughs> for the airplane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And then that way I could work until my computer died. And then Mm -hmm. I could just do puzzles or read a book Mm -hmm. or whatever. So basically just a purse big enough for like my sleep mask, fuzzy socks, Mm -hmm. some things to entertain me, a muscle relaxer or (laughs) or something if it's an overnight flight (laughs) and some water. You know, I Mm -hmm. I bring a collapsible water bottle with me when I travel Mm -hmm. so that Mm -hmm. it's empty because, you know, you can't have liquids in the states so it can collapse down and then when i get into the airport i expand it and fill it up and Mm -hmm. i even travel with a um mug a travel mug Mm -hmm. i've had this travel mug for probably 10 years wow and whenever i get to the airports i'll go to like a starbucks or whatever and i just Mm -hmm. ask them for hot water and i travel with tea bags and i travel with teas that are immune boosting Mm, so like turmeric ginger Mm -hmm. and echinacea and you know just different kinds of really boosting teas and calming teas Mm -hmm. so lots of like chamomiles and rose and lavender kind of things so that I can just be chill and calm and have a good immune booster and then I travel with one or two I call it fofi it's like roasted dandelion root or something Mm -hmm. that's boosting energy that's not caffeine sure and then that way when I land it, and it's morning usually yes. when you land. Yep. I can yep. have that. So I feel like it's morning. You know, it signals right. to my body, okay, <clears throat> this is morning. We're mm-hmm. having like the morning coffee or the morning tea, but without sure. the caffeine that will mess up your mm-hmm. melatonin and brain and all that stuff. Right. Just let your body move naturally through it, but still mm-hmm. getting us signals. And then that way I can have a nice cup of hot tea, cup of hot water, whatever. And then I have it on the plane and I can just kind of signal to my body, this is nighttime, we're going to sleep. So we're having like a sleepy time tea and then it's morning and we're having mm-hmm. a, a morning tea and just sort of help my body understand the time zone changes and stuff. And I got to tell you, it's the most of, I mean, I'm always open to new ideas and new things, but mm-hmm. it's been one of the best ways of dealing with jet lag and travel and those kinds of things for me that I have ever found. I love those tips. Those are really amazing tips for for traveling and handling those long distance flights. Because I've flown to Australia. I've you know I mm-hmm. I know that flight. I've flown to Japan four times. It's in and Europe. It's intense. And I'm really good at sleeping on planes. In fact, the minute I get on a plane, even if it's a short flight, I'm instantly sleepy because I've trained myself that when you get on a plane, you sleep. And that's one way to do it. No matter what time zone you wake up and then you just go with the time zone where you're at, but added in your tips, those are brilliant. I love that to have you part of your morning routine, whatever time it is when you land, that's Mm -hmm. your morning. And so your body is tricked into thinking, okay, we're in morning. Not not yeah. in morning, not in sadness and grief, yeah. but in it's morning time. <laughs> it's <AM>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did not yeah. word that correctly, but so the last the mm-hmm. last retreat that I, I did, I was speaking at was Fiji. And mm-hmm. we, you know, the retreat leaders flew us in and she did our her best to get those of us coming from a really different time zone in a day earlier. So we yes. have a little buffer. But you know, the Retreat participants start coming in, yes. whatever they want too, mm-hmm, because they're mm-hmm. allowed to book themselves. Right. So you kind of have to be on and nice and mm-hmm, sure. Know, on that, yes, that smiley face. Ferry, I had to like I knew there were people on my flight that were going to that retreat. Right. So I really did my best to use all of those tools and implements so that I could hit the ground running as soon as I got there. Yep. 
But I tell you what, I slept like a rock that night. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Oh, yeah, I know that sleep. Yes, for sure. It's like, finally the bed. <laughs> yeah, it's harder when you're doing like those kinds of things where like I was a keynote speaker for Fiji, you know, mm-hmm. it was me and Elizabeth Gilbert and Shannon Dunn. Like, right. it was a huge like I had, everyone yeah. knew who I was. Everyone yes. was waiting to hear my right. keynote. Like, yes. you know, I had been advertised. So mm-hmm. I really didn't want to be the grumpy, bitchy <laughs> yeah. traveler. Like I really wanted to be, a, you know, show yes. of, of, you know, a good representative of the retreat, you yes. know, like yeah, for sure. my retreat, I really wanted to do the Liesl proud for organizing mm-hmm. it and, and having, you know, having me there. So Yeah. But, oh my God, I used every trick in my book for that one just Mm -hmm. so that it would be, you know, such a lovely thing. And I actually did, um, in the retreat attendees group, I put all my best travel tips and all my best jet lag tips. And I just was, I tried to help them as much as I could with all of that too, so that everyone could come in and feel really good and refreshed and enjoy the whole retreat. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing those with us. That's really powerful, really great tips. So I have, I've been thinking about a question that I want to ask you, and that is that as a digital nomad, I mean, we all have our purpose for being in business and we all, especially when you're a coach, it's all about transforming the lives of others. But how does being a digital nomad enhance or improve your coaching abilities? Oh my God. Well, first of all, I love hearing people's stories. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to menstruation, every Mm -hmm. culture, every community, Mm -hmm. everyone has different stories, different slang, different Mm -hmm. ways of talking and coping and, uh, you know, religious, like being in Bali and having people go like, you can't go into temples because you're menstruating Mm -hmm. or whatever, just like Mm -hmm. having these different, um, communities and stuff. And I was like, right. oh, that's not a problem. When I don't have my period, I'm in bed. So I don't worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go anywhere. Right. That's part of the beauty of, in my opinion, having your cycle is just mm-hmm. being able to rest and relax and just yes. chill out and eat chocolate in bed all day. Cause hello, <laughs> that's the bonus. You yeah, who wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bleeding. I get chocolate in bed. That's how this works. <laughs> okay. That works for me. <laughs> But I love hearing everyone's um, stories. And and the thing is, is that in my communities, I have people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. So all these travels brings people together. And when we're talking in communities, uh, we get all these different experiences. So uh, in my period coaching school, I have people who want to incorporate period coaching into their businesses. Mm-hmm. And one of the girls is throwing a cycle soiree for her clients. How fun. So she brought her, this is what I'm doing to the group. And now we've got people from all over the world giving her cocktail suggestions mm-hmm. and ice breaking questions right. and themes. And everyone's coming at it from their culture mm-hmm. and their associations and things that they've discovered. And that's what makes it a conversation that breaks down barriers and breaks down taboos. Mm-hmm. And then we can work as a community around the world to improve the lives for menstruators everywhere. Right. Right. And that's one of the things that I will not give up traveling, you know, except for pandemics, I will not give up (laughs) traveling because I want, one thing that I know for sure is Mm -hmm. that the more we can work in say Western or developed countries to Mm -hmm. move this conversation forward, 
the more it's going to move the conversation forward around the world. Yes. So the, the there are women, there are menstruators who are dying because of their culture, because of the lack mm-hmm. of information, because of the lack of access. Right. And if we can't have those conversations, we can't get help. Right. So we need to be able to have those conversations around the world mm-hmm. so that we can get help to the people who are dying, who right. are who aren't getting education. I mean, yeah. there's people in the US who don't get a full high school education because they don't go to school a number of days they need to to graduate because they don't have menstrual hygiene products. Mm, wow. I mean, yeah. If it's the difference between getting a, a menstrual cup or some cloth pads into mm-hmm. the hands of these girls. That's the difference between having a fully educated society mm-hmm. where people are contributing and helping right. and having a, a society of, I don't have anything to contribute. I have nothing to help. Mm-hmm. I can't. You know, these are people who could be, this could be the person who cures cancer. Right. This could be the person who figures out the next renewable energy resource and yes. they don't graduate because of their period. Mm. And I just find that wholly unacceptable. Right. So yeah. that's the travel is huge because that takes the word out to people. That breaks down the mm-hmm. barriers. That breaks down the cultural barriers and the communication barriers. And it's going to save lives and it's going to save the world. It's wow. going to save our environment. It's going to save our kids. It's going to save our education. It's going to save so many different parts of our society. Mm-hmm. And that's just how we have to do it. And I am love to travel and I am happy to, you know, I know there are people in my school who are never going to travel. They're mm-hmm. going to work with their communities where they are. Yep. I'm happy to travel and get the word out around yes. the world. Yep. And if I can do that, and we've got people who will work on their communities, yep. and we've got people who will go to other communities, then eventually we'll get around the whole world. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, I could really feel the power of what you're speaking and how crucial it is that people become in tune with their own bodies and accepting of, of nature's way. This is, it's mm-hmm. just nat- natural. It's nothing to be ashamed of yeah. or hide from or, or, and it's heartbreaking that young girls are not able to go to school because they just don't have, you know, this, yeah. the, the pads or whatever they need. Mm-hmm. And, and oh man, we could go on forever about that, but we're not, we're going to focus on the, the transformation and the power and the, the barriers that are yeah. being brought down because you're willing to have these conversations and do it in places around the world where, I mean, in America, we're known for being brash and, and speaking mm-hmm. our mind, but some places in the world are, are not that way. And you're breaking, you're the, like, my words are leaving me today, but, (laughs) but you're, you're being this warrior goddess for, for taking a stand in the world. So thank you for everything you're doing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's about listening and learning. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've spoken to women that have worked in the UN for NGOs around Mm -hmm. the world, for nonprofits Mm -hmm. in places and, listening to what they've learned and how they figured out how to get in and mm-hmm. have those conversations, Right. how they've gotten into governments to have those conversations, Beautiful. how they've gotten into local cultures to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. And all, you know, these are, these are people who aren't accessible to like mere mortals, quote unquote. Yeah. So we can't, like, I got to interview somebody who worked for the UN in so many African and South Pacific countries. And she explained to me how she got into the governments. Now mm-hmm. I can turn around 
take her interview, give it to my clients, to my yes. students. I can share with my students because I'm going to have students that want to get into schools, that want to get mm-hmm. into governments, that want to get into that kind of thing. And I can yep. go, here's some tips right. from the UN. Wow, <laughs> like here's that's some huge. tips from NGOs, you yeah, know, yeah. this is how you can do it. You can't do that if we're not having these conversations and if we're not traveling, if we're not helping each other, we can't have that exchange of information. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love what you are up to in the world. And, and the fun thing is in this conversation today, I mean, I've known you for a couple of years, I've known what you've done, but I'm getting a, I'm getting a deeper understanding and (laughs) respect for you. So thank you for sharing and doing what you do in the world. My pleasure. <laughs> awesome. So you, as we come to an end, and I hate that we're running out of time because this is such a juicy conversation. So you actually have a free gift for everyone, don't you? Well, something that I love to distribute everywhere and to everyone is my menstrual tracking mandala. Mm-hmm. And I will preface this with you don't have to be menstruating to use it. Nice. I have men and children who use it as well. So one of the reasons that I, well, I had an artist, Chantel in Australia, who's brilliant, who, who put my crazy words into visual. Nice. Um, but one of the reasons I insisted on it being like this mm-hmm. was so that you can use it for anybody and everybody. So essentially what you're doing is you're just doing a a daily tracking of your body. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, for those who are menstruating and who want to track, you know, ovulation and fertility, they're going to use the symbols for very literal, like Mm -hmm. this is your cervical mucus. This is your cervix. This is your, you know, all basal Mm -hmm. body temperature. They're going to use it for those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But over the years of doing this, moms use it with their kids. And instead mm-hmm. of like, say, tracking libido or sex life, mm-hmm. you know, if you're trying to get pregnant or not get pregnant, it's a heart shape. So the kids are tracking if they did an act of generosity in their family. Aww. And instead of tracking their basal body temperature, they're tracking, did they have healthy, did they drink enough water mm-hmm. or did they get enough sleep or those yes. kinds of things? So it's just a way for people. And, you know, like I don't use it for fertility. I so I don't really need to track my cervix. Mm-hmm. So I track my meditation in that spot. Okay. Right. So yes. it's also fully adaptable to who you are and what you want to do. But that way you start seeing your patterns and you start mm-hmm. seeing how things affect you. And you go, well, I ate a bunch of sugar yesterday. And then today my mood was absolutely all over the place mm-hmm. and I didn't sleep well. And you can right. go, okay, I can after a couple of months, you go, all right, I see the correlation. Mm-hmm. I understand what's happening in my body now. Right. So you can really start to level up your health, your relationships. Mm-hmm. You can communicate better. I mean, I can turn to my partner and say, I'm going into Loodle. I mm-hmm. am not going to be going on that 10 mile hike today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, I can make plans. I can, you know, I can say yes and no to things much easier because I can Mm -hmm. go, you know what, that time next month, I'm going to be deep little early menstrual. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to that huge gala event that night that (laughs) I don't really care about anyway. I mean, if I really care about it, I'll suit up and go. (laughs) Right, right. I can really, you know, and moms can do things like uh, we're going to have family movie night this Mm -hmm. week. Two weeks from now, we'll have family park adventure day where we right. run around like yes. crazy because they know when they have high energy and they know mm-hmm. when they have low energy. So 
it's just such an easy way of making your life easier. It takes like two minutes. It's not hard. It's not complicated. It's, nice. you know, it takes a little bit of learning, which is why I have my Facebook group that goes with it, but mm-hmm. it's easy to use and anyone awesome. can do it and everyone can learn from it. Awesome. So we're going to have the link to Stasha's mandala and I love mandalas. So this is super fun. I can't wait to download it myself. So we're going to have the link to her mandala in the show notes. So be sure and go there at transformationaltravel.com or transformationaltravelpodcast.com and get your mandala. And you also have a sample of your book, don't you? I do. I was just going to say, can I squeeze this in? Yes. Um, I have a little sample of uh, the book I wrote. So it's essentially how we got so separated from our bodies and our cycles, Mm -hmm. what they really are, what they really look like, what they're supposed to be. And you'll be surprised how few people know what their period is actually supposed to look like and be like and feel like and all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. So it's a true, this is what you're looking for. And this is how to help it get there if it's not. Okay. And then how you can be an activist for the movement from your own home. So Mm -hmm. just ways that you can, you know, use it to bring more money, bring more abundance, Mm -hmm. bring better relationships into your life, which is going to make a better world for all of us. Right. So it's basically before, now, future. Beautiful. (laughs) And there's a little sample of it. So it's the introduction and the preface. So you can get an idea of what the book is really like and my language and how things work. And if you aren't menstruating, how you can read the book. Mm -hmm. So it's useful for you. And then you can decide if it's something you really want to dive into or not. So it's just a free sample. So you can kind of assess if it's for you or not and uh, enjoy. Beautiful. (laughs) And share the name of your book for us. The Revolution Will Be Bloody. (laughs) I love that title. It's so perfect. So again, the link to get the sample of Stasha's book, The Revolution Will Be Bloody, will be in the show notes. And let's go ahead and give out your website for everybody. Theperiodcoach.com. Perfect. Theperiodcoach.com. So thank you so much. And I I just want to say that as you've been talking, I've been thinking about, because this Obviously, we're talking all about travel, but you're also doing not only you're a digital nomad and traveling the world physically, literally, but you're also taking people, taking women on this inner journey Mm -hmm. of their bodies and getting in tune with the travels of their hormones and their own bodies. So I love that. Yep. It really is. And you never, you're never in one place hormonally. Mm-hmm. Every you're shifting all the time. Right, right. So it's very much like travel. If you can't figure out a way to enjoy the journey, mm-hmm. you're always going to be miserable. Yes. And if yeah. you can't find a way to enjoy your hormones, bring mm-hmm. them into balance so that they're, mm-hmm. you know, not causing you pain or harm, but right. if you can't figure out a way to enjoy the flow of your hormones, you're always going to have a little bit of misery in your life. No one should be yeah. miserable. So. No one. The more you can enjoy the ebbs and flows of your hormones and learn how to respond and react and adjust, the happier your life is going to be. Thank you. That is so perfect. And I just got to bring in, this ties in perfectly to what I teach with the dolphin. The way of the dolphin is they're all about going with the flow and they're all about surfing through the challenges that when there's a challenge, like a big storm that comes up, what do they do? They go with the energy of the storm. They don't contract. They don't resist. They don't deny it. 
like we humans tend to do. <laughs> and you're literally living the dolphin way by and teaching people to do that just in your own wording. So yep. it's perfectly aligned, the two of us. There's a lot of flow puns in both of our businesses. And there is. There <laughs> absolutely is. How fun is that? So thank you, Stasha, for being with us and sharing your powerful stories with us and the work you do in the world. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Beautiful. So be sure and check out Stasha's free gift and her website in the show notes and get your mandala and the sample of her book. And thank you again for traveling with us today, spending time with us on the Transformational Travel Podcast. And if you're enjoying this web or this website, this podcast, go ahead and rate and review it on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you are listening to us today. So thank you. And until the next episode, safe journeys. Thank you for traveling with us today. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Get more information at transformationaltravelpodcast.com.